Genesis chapter number 32 and I will start with verse number 22 I was praying up here today and I felt that I should sing that tonight and, uh, I know that there's been some incredible singing already here tonight for the crowd or in this men's team wasn't that amazing I feel like God wants to do something special tonight. God wants someone to press in tonight. I've got to tell you, there's some things, the only way you can get it is if you press in. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong tonight. God could have put oil in lakes. But that valuable oil many times lies miles underneath the surface and man has to press for it. Gold could have grew on trees, but somewhere someone's digging. They've been digging for a long time. Somewhere deep in a mountain somewhere there's gold. I want to tell you the kingdom of God is the same way. Just as we've got to press for those valuable physical things, we have to press for those valuable spiritual things and spiritual moments. And tonight I'm going to preach a little bit about it. The Bible says in Genesis 32 and 22, speaking of Jacob, it says, And he rose up that night and took his two wives and two woman servants, and his eleven sons and passed over the ford Jabbok and he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day and when he saw that he prevailed not against him he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him and he said let me go for the day breaketh and he said I will not let thee go except thou bless me and he said unto him what is thy name and he said Jacob and he said thy name shall be called no more Jacob but Israel for as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed and Jacob asked him and said tell me I pray thee thy name and he said wherefore it is it that thou dost ask after my name and he blessed him there and Jacob called the name of the place Peniel for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved and as he passed over Peniel the sun rose upon him and he halted upon his thigh Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank. I want to preach to you on the subject of defining moments. Defining moments. It is the will of God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong here tonight. It is the will of God that both tonight and in days ahead, that those that I preach to tonight and the one that's preaching tonight has some defining moments with the Lord. Set your Bibles down, lift your hands up, and I want you to just tell the Lord, God, I need one of those moments here tonight. God, I need one of those moments here tonight. Come on, somebody, let your voice out to Him. God, I thank you, Lord. 
I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in this house. I pray, God, that you would help me tonight, God, to help somebody in this room. There's somebody, God, that desires something new tonight. There's somebody, God, that desires a fresh touch. There's somebody, God, that desires a new name and a new identity. I pray, God, that it would happen in this room tonight. Clap your hands and love it. Oh, hallelujah. Please be seated across the room here tonight. I honor you, Bishop. I honor you, Pastor. I'm so honored to be partnering in you, part, part, partnering with you in revival. Thankful for all the Lord has done. Has the Lord done, for, done anything for anybody in this revival? Has God changed something in you? I've come here tonight to say that God is not done changing people. God is not done. Some of you, you probably had some defining moments in this revival where you were in prayer and God spoke something into you and God pulled something out of you and God did something to you. Let me begin tonight by saying that I know a little bit about those kind of defining moments. Not because I know everything, but because I have had some defining moments in my life. I know you see a preacher up here and you see a revivalist up here, but let me tell you what I am. I'm made up of a bunch of moments where God reaching, reached into my world and did something in my life. I'm talking about moments where I found God, or better yet, moments where God found me. He found me at an altar, or He found me in a prayer room, or He found me in a prayer closet laying face first somewhere in prayer like I often like to do. And God did something there that would define me for the rest of my life. I can take you to exact places uh, even across the country but uh, I, I know several places in my hometown uh, in my in my home church where God reached down and did something in my life that was more than just a sweet visitation of his presence but there was something that happened in that moment that forever defined who I was and the man that laid down or the boy that laid down or the young person that laid down was not the same one that got up after that moment because God did something to me. Uh, I'm talking about moments where God spoke and a call was, uh, was born or a vision came. Uh, chains were broken. Direction was then clear because it was given. A spiritual gift was imparted. Revelation caused scales to fall. Something happened there in my spirit and I was left changed forever. I'm not talking about normal prayer. I'm not talking about just a normal normal day, but I'm talking about days that I can mark on the calendar and places that I can mark on the map where God reached into my life and did something that was greater than just normal relationship. I'm preaching about moments where the almighty God shows up into your life and my life and says I'm about to change the lens of how you look at your life. I'm about to change I'm about to change the lens of how you look at your past. I'm about to change the lens of how you look at your present. I'm about to change the lens of how you look at your future. I'm preaching about a defining moment here tonight. Lord have mercy. It is here in this room tonight. There is something in the atmosphere. God wants to get alone with somebody tonight. God, I know we're in a crowd of many people, but God has an appointment with somebody on a Tuesday night. I'm talking about moments where it doesn't matter what you go through or what you deal with from that moment. You will forever carry that moment with you because God changed you. God fixed you. God did something in your world. I'm preaching about meetings with God that alter our destiny. 
Meetings with God that alter our destiny. I'm talking about moments that define us, mark us, and that we will forever carry with us. In Genesis 32, we find a man by the name of Jacob who had been known as a deceiver for his lifetime. He hadn't always got it right. He didn't always have it together. But for the most part, he was a failure. But in Genesis chapter number 32, verses 22 and 23, it tells us about the night that Jacob takes his two wives. Jacob takes his two woman servants uh, and Jacob takes his 11 sons the 11 that he had at that time and he sends them over the brook we have to understand tonight that what Jacob needed that night was not found in all of those relationships scripture speaks of 15 people that Jacob sent away from him in another direction from him. Hey, let me tell you, we are living in a world that will do its dead level best to try to convince you that what you need is found in relationships. We are living in a, a we are living in an age that it's trying to make everybody get better connected. Just click a follow, and you can you can all of a sudden send a message to somebody's pocket in a moment let's get connected let's have a relationship oh and and though I believe in relationship and though I believe in community though I believe in the power of the church when it comes together I've got to preach tonight that that what what Jacob needed was not found in the other relationships that were around him all the world says if you can get in a relationship or if you can just get connected to the right network or if you can just rub shoulders with the right people everything is going to be alright hey I've got to tell you we see here Jacob seeing 15 relationships across the brook because not one of them will truly feel his emptiness. Not one of the 15 relationships would truly meet Jacob's need that day. Not one of them would satisfy the longing that was on the inside of old Jacob. His answer was not in relationships but Jacob's answer was in the relationship relationship with the almighty God. Hey, I've got to preach to somebody tonight and tell you what you need is not in some other relationship. What you need is not on somebody it's not with somebody you're going to meet online somewhere. Oh Jesus, what you need, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen because you rub shoulders with the right people or you get in the right network. That's not gonna cause you to advance. Oh, but Jacob, I'm preaching tonight. There comes a time that you gotta say all these other relationships, I love them and I want them, but for a season, I've gotta go by myself. For a season, I've gotta get alone with God. Hey, I've got to tell you, the most powerful statement that the Bible ever records about Jacob's life is found in Genesis 32 and 24 when it says, and Jacob was left alone. We don't want to be alone. We want to do everything we can to not be alone. But I want to tell you, this phrase was the beginning of Jacob's defining moment. 
This was the beginning of Jacob's defining moment. Hey, continuing on in the verse, it says, and there wrestled a man with him. Here, Jacob encounters a supernatural being. Many scholars say that Jacob wrestled with an angel. Many, many say different things, but I have to say that I'm under the persuasion, oh, that Jacob, what Jacob said later, he said, I have seen God face to face. How could he do that? Hey, let me tell you, I believe that Jacob, that he would wrestle with the fourth man in the fire that Nebuchadnezzar saw. I believe that he wrestled with the same one that walked with Adam in the cool of the day. Jacob was saying, I have seen him. I have been with him. I have been encountered him something has happened he wrestled with him he wrestled with the man oh he wrestled with the one that had created heaven and earth I have to point out tonight that this encounter didn't happen in the crowd this encounter didn't happen with Jacob and his 15 other relationships. But Jacob has his encounter alone. Let me tell you, your defining moments, they happen. They begin when you're willing to get by yourself. Oh, preacher, you don't understand. I'm lonely. You don't, hey, let me tell you, you got to let that loneliness push you into the place of prayer. Preacher, nobody knows where I am, honey. There is one that sees you. There is one that knows exactly where you are. And oh, would you think the reason that all the other silence is around you is that because God has already put some people across the brook and there's an encounter that's waiting on you. I can to tell you oh your defining moment begins when you get your eyes off of everybody else your defining moment it begins when you get your eyes off of every other thing going on in your life your defining moment begins when you desire communion over community I want to tell you when you desire communion with God more than the community around you honey I want to tell you something's about to happen in your life I, I think there's hey it may only be 10 people in this room but I've come to preach to somebody in this room you are longing you are longing for a fresh encounter hey it's been so long since you had a thus saith the Lord in your world but I come to tell you God on a Tuesday night has come to tell somebody it's time for some defining moments it's time for some defining moments Somehow, with relationships all around him, Jacob felt hopeless. But it wasn't until he really got alone that God showed up in his world. I've come to tell somebody it's time for you to have a fresh encounter with God. Hope the preacher can come just lay hands on me. You don't need no preacher to come lay hands on you. You need to get low. Oh, if a pastor Holmes could come lay hands on my head. Hey, honey, I want to tell you, he can't lay hands on everybody's head, but there's a God that's waiting to lay hands on you. If you'll just get, oh, if you'll get to that place of prayer, I'm preaching about a moment that'll change you. I'm about, I'm preaching about a moment that causes the fear to go away. A moment that changes everything about you. Scripture says, and Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled with him a man until the breaking of day. Oh, will you throw that scripture up there? I'm just going to preach through this, so you can just like, sorry to tell you this, you could just leave the scriptures I'm preaching up there. He said, Scripture says, and Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled with him a man until. Somebody say the word until. Baby, that's a powerful word. It's been a long time since Pentecost had that word. 
When's the last time you are in a prayer meeting and you said, we're going to pray until? When's the last time you were in a prayer meeting and you weren't worried about the clocks on the wall and on your wrist? When's the last time? You, oh, when's the last time the length of your prayer meeting was not dependent on what you were doing the day afterward, but it was dependent on what you were about to get right now? I'm talking about moments where you lock in with God and you say, God, I don't know how long this is going to take but there's only one thing on my schedule and that's an encounter with you I feel something special here tonight I don't believe this is a normal Tuesday night but I believe there's somebody in this room oh, who's going to grab a hold of destiny tonight because God is looking at you he's trying to put a word in your spirit get your eyes off the clock defining moments come to those who don't have time limits on their prayer time defining moments come to those who aren't so caught up with everything else that's going on oh somebody lift up your hands and pray right now I'm talking about an old time Holy Ghost prayer meeting I'm talking about an old time Holy Ghost prayer meeting that says I'm about to pray until the breakthrough comes pray until the healing comes pray until the word comes pray until the angel shows up pray until the supernatural breaks what needs to be broken One, one version said that Jacob wrestled with a man until the ascending of the morning. I like that. Because that means that Jacob wrestled and w- until one day went away. And a new day began to rise up in his world. I believe that there's somebody in this room. You're so caught up in the day, you can't even believe for a, for a tomorrow. You're so caught up in the turmoil that's in your today. It's hard to believe that the sun's ever going to rise on you. I want to tell you what you got to do. You got to grab a hold of the supernatural and you got to wrestle a while. You got to get in that saddle of prayer and you got to hold on and say, I'm not being bucked off this time. I'm not going to let some text message get my mind off of what God's trying to do. I'm not going to let the things that are happening tomorrow going to get my mind off of what God's trying to do. I'm here until I may pray an hour. I may pray two hours. I may pray all night. Whatever it takes. I've got a hold of an until in my spirit. Jacob wrestled. Jacob wrestled. In verse 25 it says, And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. I want to tell you, there's going to be a point in your prayer where it makes sense to stop. Jesus, I feel this so strong tonight. There's going to be a point in your prayer where it makes sense. I'm just going to let loose. Hey, let me tell you what I've learned. Hey, God has given me some of the greatest words I've ever received by just pushing 10 more minutes. Hey, let me, I'm talking about when your mind's wondering it's in, and it's on everything else and you said everything you could and you stand up and you get all your stuff together and you go to turn around to leave that place of prayer but all of a sudden you say, wait a minute, no, 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 no. It all makes sense to let go right now but I ain't got everything that I need. It all makes sense to let go right now but I ain't got a hold of everything that I want and I'm not stopping early. Hey, church, I'm telling you, sometimes we we stop too early. Sometimes our prayer meeting 
things. They in too early. Oh, there was something. There was something that was saying, let me go. But we see in verse 26, as he says, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. Jacob had an until in the spirit. He had a desire for something new in his life. Jacob wrestled through the pain. Hey, let me tell you, sometimes prayer can be painful. That's when God is ripping things out of you that you don't want to deal with. But I want to tell you, he said, I'll fight through the pain. This prayer meeting is not over. This meeting with God is not over. God is going to do something in my world. He said, I'm going to stretch this out. He said, I'm going to stretch this prayer meeting out as far as I can. Because somewhere in this prayer meeting, if I stretch long enough, I know something's about to come up into my world. I know something. I know that. Hey, you know what he was doing? He was saying, I've heard the voice of God, but there's a moment here. There's a moment here. I can't get up. There's a moment here. Hey, let me tell you, you can spend time in miss the moment. You can spend a day in prayer and miss the moment. But Jacob, he realized that the supernatural's on its way out. He said, oh no, I ain't got my moment yet. I've got to hold on. I've got to hold on to this time. i got to wrestle a little while longer. Hey, let me tell you, the devil is fighting for your prayer time. The devil is fighting for your prayer time. He's fighting for that 10 more minutes. He's fighting for that. Hey, let me tell you, the world says extra innings. The world says overtime. The world says, make it go past midnight. And we're going to stay here and scream and cheer for our gods. Oh, God have mercy. But we can sing for an hour and can't pray five minutes. Listen, I'm not come to beat anybody up. I've come to tell you we are missing moments. I'm not come to, I'm not come to be ugly. I come to tell you we are missing moments. God is saying, will you stretch it out a little farther? Will you reach a little farther? Will you go a little bit deeper? I'm preaching to somebody tonight. Bible said he said unto him what is thy name and he said Jacob he said thy name shall be called no more Jacob but Israel for as a prince hast thou prevailed with God and with men and hast prevailed hear me this moment defined his identity there are moments that will define who you are if you'll stay till that moment comes you know what I think it's time for? There's some, there's some people, I, I, I don't know where you are, but there's some people so desperate, I believe there's something that's going to get a hold of somebody, and you're going to learn what it means to stay and pray when the music stops. I remember spending times at my home church in between services, something that got a hold of my heart. Oh, we had praise team practice that night. Oh, I could go home and take a nap, but you know what? I said, no, there's something still lingering here. And I found myself in the balcony of that church and I was crying out to God. I was in overtime. I was in extended time. Honey, I want to tell you there's some things you can only get by being in extended time with God. There's some things hey everybody wants to be a Jacob everybody wants a new identity everybody wants to wants a fresh word but I want to tell you too many of us are not willing to go into extended time so many of us are not willing to pray until it was a moment that defined who he was it didn't matter if he had been known as a deceiver before he was a deceiver but then he became a receiver 
He was a deceiver. But then he became someone who God began to put things on that he had never had before. Hey, let me tell you what what defining moments do. It defines who you are. It changes who you used to be. When you get down, oh, you're one person. But when you get up, there's a new name on you. There's something fresh. There's something powerful Bible says and Jacob called the name of the place Peniel for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved somebody preserved say preserved there's something about that place of prayer that preserves you it sustains you in the storm. Jacob's looking. He thinks his brother's going to kill him. He, oh, he's about to go face to face with his brother. In his mind, he's about to face a battle of his life. But here comes preservation. Here comes preservation from heaven. I want to tell you where it started. It started when he got alone. It started when he got alone and said, I don't care what everybody else does. I've got something that I've got to meet with God about. And I'm not letting and go till I get my answer I know we ain't shouting tonight but you can't shout for this you can't shout your way into this you gotta die your way into this you gotta claw your way into this you gotta stretch oh you gotta wrestle your way into this when all oh, this isn't popular hey this isn't popular but jacob was able to look back and he marks it on the map that's the place hey let me tell you some of you, you have some of them places in this sanctuary. You look back and said, I was praying over there on the edge of the platform. And God came down and he moved on me. Maybe you didn't have it Sunday night. That's okay. Maybe you didn't have it. Maybe you haven't had it all. You, that, you know, but there are times where God and man meet. And God does things to us where we are never the same. I'm talking about defining moments. The Bible says that he marks it on the map and he says this is the place it's called Peniel this is the place where I have seen God face to face this is where I encountered him and this is where he preserved me this is the place where everything changed and everything seemed like it was falling apart but this is the place Jacob would forever be able to say that was my moment and that was the place Scripture says, as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him and he halted upon his thigh. The scripture says he walked out of that moment limping. What happened in that moment defined how he would walk from that day forward. I'm talking about moments that define your journey. Moments that define the next step you're going to take. Hey, let me tell you, the, the step he took coming out of that moment wasn't the same kind of step that he was going to. I'm telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now. I didn't plan to say this, but there are people in this room right now. Oh, the only thing that stands between you and taking the wrong step is a defining moment. The only thing that's stands between you and you going in the wrong direction is a defining moment I've got to tell you Jacob's defining moment it would forever affect his journey it would affect every step that he took Lord have mercy a defining moment affects the steps of my journey it it affects where I go what I do and how I do it but lastly I'm preaching to you about a few things that mark a defining moment. First of all, your defining moments, they change your identity. They happen when you're alone. Or at least when you can get the rest of the crowd out of your mind. Let me tell you, there's some altar calls you don't need to be laying hands on people. 
but there's sometimes you got to look and say it's me it's me oh lord i'm standing in the need it's me god if you don't change something tonight oh if you don't change something in me if you don't do something in my world i cannot make it i'm talking about moments where you look and say i was there when i made that decision defining moments they affect your journey defining moments you can mark them on the map a physical location you can say i was there but i've got to preach something that the lord showed me that i had never seen before in this story and the scripture says about jacob's defining moment he begins after after he had been touched on his on the hollow of his thigh he comes out limping and you've got to see verse number 32 it's so powerful and it's something that we all must apply to our lives here tonight it says therefore the children of israel eat not of the sinew which shrank which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank. Scripture says, because of a touch, an entire nation said, we used to eat of that, but we will eat it no longer. Because of a defining moment, because of a touch all of Jacob's descendants they looked and oh when the thigh comes to the table they stand up and say I don't know what you're doing but we don't eat that in this house why because there was a moment there was a moment there was a defining moment that set a conviction into our spirit there was a defining moment that caused a conviction to stand up that was no longer there hey church let me tell you let me tell you the last deciding factor of a defining moment oh yeah you gotta it'll happen when you're all by yourself oh yeah it'll affect your walk it'll affect your journey it'll change your identity but I want to tell you when you have a defining moment you walk out with a fresh conviction when you Oh, when you have a defining moment you walk out with new convictions what am I saying I'm preaching I'm preaching to a generation that wants to let go of every conviction that's ever been preached I want to tell you what we need to do Oh God, I feel, I feel the weight of this message. I don't know who I'm preaching to here tonight, but I come to tell you it's not time to let go of all the things that the people who were in prayer meetings established. We're living in a generation that says, I don't think that's necessary. Why don't we let go of that? Hey, let me tell you, before we let go of anything, I want to tell you, you better let go of it with tears rolling down your face. You better let go of it. You better let go of it. Oh, after you came out of a red hot prayer meeting with days of fasting behind you, what am I saying? I'm saying if we'll treat it that way, we wouldn't let go of anything. If we treated it that way, we wouldn't let go of anything. I come to preach about defining moments. I'm preaching about defining moments. Where, I, where you say, for the longest, I have lived this because my pastor preached it. But after my last prayer meeting, there is something that has got a hold of me. And I know 
that he touched me and I know I cannot eat of that no longer and I've got a fresh understanding I've got a fresh revelation I'm talking about God that's looking at a generation hey you want me to tell you why we lack convictions it's because we lack defining moments if we will have a defining moment we'll have a fresh conviction it's in my generation brother Benson I don't know how long it's going to look or what it's going to look like in your generation oh God but there comes a time that we got to say wait a minute before I make any decision I've got to wrestle a while I wish somebody lift up your hands and pray right now. Listen to me. My convictions. My, convic- my convictions cannot be defined by the pictures or the videos that I see of other apostolics on social media. I won't have any left if I do that. Because there's always going to be somebody that's lesser on something else. What I live, oh, it's got to be based on two things. It's got to be based on three things. Number one, the Word of God and what it says in black and white. Number two, the man of God and the pastoral convictions that's been placed over me. But number three, the personal convictions that come out of my defining moments. I want to tell you what God's wanting to do in this revival. I'm thankful for all he's done. But God's, God's ready for somebody to look in the mirror and say, wait a minute, i got to get rid of this. God's ready for somebody to say, honey, we used to do this and we used to go there. And maybe everybody else in the church does. Hey, but we can't do that. Hey, I want to tell you, if you're going to have a Jacob moment, everybody wants their name changed. Everybody wants a new journey, but nobody wants a fresh conviction. Hey, I want to tell you, Jacob got up with a fresh conviction. They had a fresh conviction. Oh, somebody ought to lift up your hands and say, God, put it all on me. I want it all. I want that kind of defining moment. I want that kind of defining moment where I can stand up against the voice of an entire generation and says, you can let it go, but I'm holding to what God has given me. Come on, let's stand and lift up our hands in this place. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. preaching that it's time to have a meeting with God preacher I prayed through in this revival and I'm looking around me and there's some things I don't understand listen we'll help you with any Bible study we can we'll help you with any new convert class we can but at some time you at some, there comes a point Jacob that you got to have a moment And say, I'm not listening to what all my friends are saying. Because in this decision, I'm sending everybody else over the brook. What's going to happen in my house? I'm going to carry it out of this defining moment. I'm not going to look the same. Oh, you're not going to recognize me. Matter of fact, I'm going to have a new name coming out of here. But this much I know, I'm going to be able to say, I had an encounter with God. I saw him face to face. Hey, let me tell you. Hey, let me tell you today. God is ready to meet with someone. Just close your eyes and lift your hands. This message is bigger than tonight. We've all got to respond. Maybe there's somebody that wants to be baptized in Jesus' name. There's a number of different things we can do tonight. But I'm telling you, tonight through this entire week, God wants to get along with somebody. We're living in a generation that knows how to take away and take away. Year by year, 
God, have mercy. Brother Crowder, year by year, I know because I preach different places, I know what it's like to go somewhere year after year and see that church progress backwards. Wait a minute, you, wait a minute, y'all used to do it? Yeah, but they don't, I feel like we've made too big of a deal about that. But there's less prayer meetings. I feel like we made too big of an issue with that, you know. That was for a different day. That was, no, 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 no. The reason that conviction was set into play was because of a touch. And when you remove the touch, you remove the conviction. You know what I'm doing? Young people, I am preaching to you tonight. And I'm begging you, get your eyes off of all that garbage that's happening on social media. People trying to, oh, a man of God will get up and stand to get something that we've stood for for years. Man, man of God will get up and stand to get something that we've stood against for years. Used to, we just say, oh yeah, my pastor took a stand against that. Now, if somebody takes a stand for something and we don't agree with it, we tear them apart on social media. You know what it's time to do? It's time to get off of social media and it's time to get to Peniel. It's time to get off of It's time to get off of It's time to get out of that comment section. Hey, young person, get out of the comments. Quit reading the comments. Build yourself an altar. I'm gonna get that touch. I've gotta have a touch. I want a God that looks at me and says, now you have power with God and man. Where does that power come from? Hey, Brother Jones, it comes from a dividing moment. Come on, somebody, get out of your pew. I'm challenging you. Listen to me. Listen to me. That's what I'm asking you to do. You can come down, do whatever you want, but I'm challenging you. Find you somewhere. Find you a corner. Find you somewhere to pray and say, God, tonight is the first of many. It's been too long since I had a defining moment. Come on. I'm preaching to you, young person. You've been questioning things. It's time for a defining moment. Defining moments make things sure again. Defining moments make things sure again. Defining moments make things sure again. Somebody, somebody get down on your face and say, God, I don't care what anybody else is doing. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go, God. I'm not letting go. I'm going to be who you want me to be. I'm going to live like you want me to live. Oh, God, I don't care what you ask of me. I'm willing to give it. There's nothing that I will not give in exchange for your power. There's nothing that I won't let go in exchange, God, for your glory. I challenge you, close your eyes, forget everybody around you, and press in, Jacob. Press in, Jacob. Press in, Jacob. This is the night things are solidified. Press in, Jacob. Press in, Jacob. Press in, Jacob. He on do ye deba yashandaye. Re on do ye shakataye. Me on do deba hason de deba hasaye. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me in this place. Speak to me in this place.
Come on. He wants to do something in your life where you're never the same. I'm challenging somebody, don't look around right now. Close your eyes where you're at. And say, God, define me. Yes. Come on, I'm challenging somebody. Turn this into a prayer meeting right now. Let's not look around. We got a lot looking around. I'm challenging you. Come on, lift up your hands, God. We're going back to the touch. We're going back to the touch. We're going back to those defining moments. Come on, let's have a meeting with God tonight. Let's pray a while. Come on. Some of you elders, you ought to get under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Come on, you ought to speak in tongues. Come on, you ought to let that Holy Ghost speak through you. Come on, everybody in this room, lift your voice. some of you you've already checked out I'm challenging you check in right now check in let God create in you let God create in you let God do something in you
Listen, I'll tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. I want us all to stand. 
I don't know we've no we've done this before but I'm telling you I feel it so strongly right now I've seen one family member in a household get some idea in their mind to compromise whether it be a parent whether it be a child I've seen it where that one went off and the family stood and did what they knew to do right but I've also seen it brother Herndon where when sin entered in it wrecked an entire household I'm challenging families to get together right now I'm challenging families right now let's if you're in the altar find your family I know we're spread out but I feel this is so important in this moment because tonight as families I feel like that we need to make a decision together God we are about to have some moments I'm talking about family prayer meeting until you get it right I'm talking about family prayer meeting until you get it right. I'm talking about nighttime prayer where the Holy Ghost falls in your kid's bedroom warring against that adversary that's trying to creep in through media and all these other outlets. I'm challenging a mama and a daddy to pull that family close and say, God, we're about to pray about it. Listen, there's far too many ideas that come into our minds that start like this. Well, God's been dealing with me about. God ain't been dealing with you about leaving here. You haven't prayed about it. Because if you prayed about it, you would stay but I want you to grab that family and pull yourself close and say God we are ready for moments where you sweep in and you interrupt everything that we have and we get up knowing we are changed and we are who we, we are supposed to be and there's some things that aren't coming in I don't care what another church is doing I don't care what another youth group is doing I don't care what another family across the pew is doing we are going to have some defining moments we're going to have some thus saith the Lord's in our household we're going to have some convictions some godly convictions that hold us higher than what normal some godly convictions and we're gonna hold each other accountable for it come on I want you to grab the hand of your neighbor lift it up grab the hand of your family I want you to pray with everything you got oh God we're committing we're committing to godly convictions we're committing God to defining moments in our young family it don't matter what your parents did come on young family stand up and say we're gonna have godly convictions come on young family pray with all you Get on you right now. 